0: You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: Having some fun with you, getting over the hump in terms of the work week together, but also since it's Valentine's Day, our poll question is about the romantic holiday. How much are you spending on it this year? And uh, well, a lot of you are not spending a, a lot. Don't know if it's because, well, you're going to spend your money on Valentine's Day, which is why, you know, partly why Todd and Jason, it's the Diamond District bonus hour. You know, you really may want to visit them like right now if you've spent nothing and you need to spend something, if you know what I mean. Uh, and the other uh, part of the equation is uh, the sports romantic in you. What was the first team athlete? That um, you you fell for. This is what made you love sports.
0: Texers all over the place with this, obviously. John Elway in the 80s Broncos. The 67 Red Sox was an answer. This one I okay. love. The 1993 Marlins inaugural season. T-ball coach surprised the whole team at the end of the season with tickets to the game. Saw my first bench-clearing brawl as well. Oh, well, that'll do it.
1: At uh, pro player Joe Robbie, what's now Hard Rock Stadium.
0: This gentleman says spent 25 bucks on Valentine's Day but broke the bank at Jason and Todd's at Christmas so she's okay and finishes with Great. the 72 Bruins with Espo and Orr.
1: There you go. Well, Jesus saves, but Espo buried the rebound. That was some of the church signs in New England that year.
0: So those are some of the answers, and thank you for all the texts that we've been receiving. I've just been kind of going through here and there. There have been countless texts today, so thank you for your participation, and hopefully we've put a smile on your face, making you think of your first sports love.
1: You know what? I never fully understood why it was the 72 Bruins captured so much of New England's imagination, but, you know, you and I are hockey fans. You know, the Bruins, you know, I'm a handful of years older than you. But, you know, when I first started paying attention to hockey in the mid to late 70s, uh, the Bruins and the Canadians seemingly were playing in the conference finals every year. Bruins were good. They were really good. Hell, they they went to the finals a few times before they lost to the Canadians. All right. Then, you know, throughout the 80s, the Bruins were good. Okay. They, They didn't get to the cup, I don't think until the very end of the decade, but the Bruins were always good. Made the playoffs every year, usually won a round. Okay. You know, and then in the, the 90s, them and the Penguins were battling in the conference finals, but it hit me in 2011, Mark, when they're skating with Lord Stanley. I'm like, holy mackerel. It's been nearly 40 years since the Bruins have won the cup.
0: For a team, as you just mentioned, that had really good teams.
1: Like, every year they were good. But then
0: after 72, what happens? The Canadians get rolling there and take them out, you know, seemingly every and the year. the Islanders. Then and the, the Islanders get good. And then right. they finally get to the final, and who do they play? Edmonton.
1: Right. And then, you know. And then, then the, could,
0: building, the building breaks in that series.
1: Right. Then at times, they couldn't get past the Flyers and get out of the East to get to the finals. Then they couldn't get past Pittsburgh to get out of the East and get to the finals. And I'm like, holy mackerel, the Bruins haven't won the cup in 40 years? Because it was 39 years. And they've been to the finals twice since and lost both. I mean, the Bruins have won one cup in 50 years. They've had like, if they had two losing seasons during that time, I mean, they've been good for 50 years. They've danced with Lord Stanley once. You know, even my hockey team, they haven't been as good as the Bruins. Rangers have had very few losing seasons. Rangers no, but the Rangers
0: team. weren't the Bruins. No. The Bruins were closer to what the Red Wings were during their run, but they they won the final game a bunch. They got to the finals.
1: Right. But, I mean, it, it's – you know, we talk about that. Teams that have been good. Like, hell, the, we just the Niners. It's been 29 years now. It'll be 30 – next year, obviously, it'll be 30 years minimum since the Niners have won the Super Bowl. Man, the Niners have been good a lot of those 30 years. Winning a championship's hard.
0: Yes. It really is. Except for Kansas City, where it seems to be well, relatively right, easy.
1: Right now, but then again, the Chiefs for the longest time were good but could never be great. And they kept investing in the old quarterback. You know, arguably on his way down or, you know, but he was going to lead us over the top. Started with Montana. Who, until Mahomes, was the only Chiefs quarterback to take him to a conference championship game for 40 years, and you know they went with the the Elvis Gerbacks of the world and the Trent Greens and the you know they just and it it didn't work, so they decided you know what we'll draft this kid out of Texas Tech. Did you see by the way some of the the you know seven years ago, what people said on draft day about the Chiefs trading for Mahomes? Because remember, they took Mahomes one spot ahead of uh, Deshaun Watson. And that was, you know, it wasn't that people weren't doing the Mahomes to Trubisky thing. People couldn't understand how the Chiefs would trade up all the spots that they did. And with both Deshaun Watson and Mahomes on the board, they took Mahomes. And so, yeah, that... Yesterday, that was the, the sports Twitter, you know, uh, what everybody said seven years ago.
0: And will we get that this year? Because Caleb Williams is going to go one, and then it's a question mark of whether May goes next or Daniels goes next. But there could be up to five quarterbacks taken in the first round when it's all said and done.
1: And There could be like eight receivers. Uh, apparently the pro guys are in love with the receiving core
0: and the tackles I don't know.
1: yeah but i most mock drafts i'm seeing right now mark are going three quarterbacks three receivers before you know alt is most people's number one tackle okay goes seventh you know and i just saw, i guy. just saw
0: him fifth on one but yeah you're right. heavy skilled position draft and that, uh, that makes for a more entertaining draft. The more skilled guys out there, the more people watch. We'll be back with a draft show this year.
1: We will. Can I just, uh, on Caleb Williams, though, first off, Merrill Hodge, who's kind of lost his mainstream access, but he still does you know NFL draft stuff. Merrill Hodge, if you go back, eviscerated Johnny Manziel leading up to the draft, said he was going to be a bust. You know, he was on that first take, or I don't know, he was with, uh, what's his face from Fox there, Skip Bayless, and which uh, I think it was, though, first take. And and uh, Hodge said he was going to be a bust. He might take him in the sixth round. Okay, Skip Bayless said he should be the first overall pick, and he's going to be a superstar. And so Hodge has actually gotten some high-profile, guys right in which he had the guts to say uh this is a mistake do not take this guy okay well there's a scout an unnamed scout okay who talked to pete thamel of espn okay and he has eviscerated caleb williams He has basically said, get ready. He's the next Johnny Manziel. And Merrill Hodge has come out and watched the tape and said, "Uh, yeah, don't take this guy. Not as a franchise quarterback. You want to take him as a project, but he's immature. Fundamentally, he sucks. And uh, don't do it. I'm just warning you, don't do it. So there are some dissenting voices that are out there going, yeah, this guy ain't the next Patrick Mahomes. In fact, he could be a failure.
0: It's interesting, though. It's the first time I've heard people really get into the mechanics are horrible. I've heard the immaturity, and that's been the big claim, is more of the the off-the-field stuff. But I've not seen a lot of people knocking at the quarterback skills, if you will.
1: So, And obviously, we'll have plenty of time over the next – 10, 11 weeks to go here, but just, you know, everybody's got an opinion on these guys and, you know, I mean, that's how it is in a war room. I mean, that's how it is in a front office. You're sitting around with your scouts. You're making your board. It's a bunch of people's opinions after watching film and workouts, right? I mean, it's basically a live sports talk show, isn't it?
0: it 100%. It's NFL it's it's Pat.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's seven Pats in a room let's let's put our board together
0: arguing over hand size and wingspan.
1: Right. And uh, did he seem like a jerk to you in the interview? No nah, man I, I just thought you know he's fiery. Uh, okay right. We're gonna put a lot into this workout. Nah, man, watch the tape. Well, which tape are we watching? Is Heisman year or the next year? Hey, do you think it's a big deal? He cried in his mom's arms after losing at Utah? okay. Do you have a problem with that? Hey, what about those things the USC players said in the bowl game when they won and they talked about, yeah, it was nice to be a team? You think they were talking about Caleb? Hey, do you have a problem with the fact he doesn't want to play in Chicago?
0: And Chicago's going to take him?
1: By the way, think about that. Why do you not want to play in Chicago? You only have to imagine if you win once one time in chicago because that's where quarterbacks go to die i understand but you first you got to remember the ego that you have if you're that good and you're going to be taken that high you don't think of failing ever and,
0: and trent i'll put it right back in your face with your favorite team cuz i sat across from matt stafford before he was drafted and there's i looked at him dead in the eye off air off air i didn't ask it i would never ask a question on the air i looked at him off air and i said i'm born and raised in michigan I said, you really want to go play for the Detroit Lions? And he looked at me like I was the dumbest you-know-what in the world. He's, and he said, absolutely. Who doesn't want to go number one and have that chance to turn everything around? He answered it in two seconds. And it was genuine and it was honest. This guy doesn't want to go to Chicago. That's scared? To David's point, when once there. They give you the city.
1: The city of the 85 Bears still own the city. I still own it. All you have to do is win once. One time. They're going to get a new stadium. They're going to have money. Not that the Bears ever spend it. But oh my goodness. I would beg to go to Chicago. Beg to go there. I have to win one time. I'm I'm a god. If I win a Super Bowl with the Bears, a God, they'll say Michael who if I win a Super Bowl. Slow down over there. Slow down just a little bit. Okay, pump the brakes there. Pump the brakes. 21 minutes past the hour. Good, bad, and ugly. What's on tap? Today was the day when we'll also make a prediction or two. And we'll tell you about the bets that we are going to place. We've started doing that in the last couple of weeks, actually putting uh, our hard-earned money okay, behind uh, some of these games, almost all of them being college basketball. You know, we have a major decision to make coming up in about 25 minutes' time. Can a team go the entire season without winning a game in college basketball? We know there hasn't been a team in nearly 50 years to go the entire season without losing a college basketball game. That's still the 76 Hoosiers, at least in men's ball. But, Mark, Detroit Mercy is 0-26. And
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, David, but they're not the only – Winless college basketball team this year, correct?
1: Mississippi Valley State is 0-24. Detroit Mercy is 0-26, Mark. They have five regular season games left. They begin a three-game homestand tonight. Ask Trent how important it is in Detroit to be at home.
0: Well, for basketball teams in particular.
1: Right, because it's worked very well for the Pistons. Yes. And those who have bet on them. By the way, is it the All-Star break or Valentine's Day? When did the bet All-Star go there, break? Which, okay, so he's got uh, He's so got through the rest. Week.
0: Yeah, Monday he can say okay. the word.
1: Okay. So, um, here we go. Detroit Mercy beginning a three-game home stand tonight against Pooey. That's I U P U I. And Pooey's won all of six games. And remarkably, don't know if I've ever seen this before, can you remember late in a season, football or basketball, a winless team being favored?
0: Not just being favored, David. They're a five-and-a-half-point favored in this game.
1: Correct. The ESPN projections, you know, percentage chance to win, I believe is 79% projecting that Detroit Mercy is going to win tonight. Now, we made note of Detroit Mercy weeks ago. Last week, we said, listen, they got a couple games on the road. They're going to lose these. They're going to come home 0-26. A week ago, we threw out loud, do we bet them at home to win a
0: game? They're minus 240 on the money line. They haven't won a game this year.
1: Correct. That's what 0 26 means. Right? There
0: is yeah. no more disrespect to Ooey Pooey nope. than the the spread on this game and the money line.
1: And Correct. you want to play Detroit Mercy minus five and a half. I want to play the game. I, I, we can pick a side. Do we go, listen, there's no way we think a winless team is going to win by six or more? Okay. Okay. Ooey Pooey's going to be angry. This is going to be Illinois State going to Indiana right. State last night, whacking them as an 18 and a half point dog. But I mean, this is Trent. Because here's the other sad fact. Sorry, Trent, I got to out you. How many times have you bet on Detroit Mercy this year, but you've bet on Detroit Mercy, not their opponent?
2: Four or five times, handful.
1: Okay, there we go. There we go. So, Trent, you're a glutton.
2: Here's what I've been doing, full transparency. I put a dollar on money line. That's it. I've done it like 4 or 5 times.
1: Okay? Cuz they're always so, like plus money, you know? Right. So, you know, Trent's going to keep chasing even if he is only betting a small amount here. Okay? Cuz you got to remember he's almost lost a full day's pay now betting on Detroit Mercy.
0: Add that I mean, with his Pistons losses, it's been a week's right. pay.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, good thing the Heat won on the money line last night. Thank goodness. So you know Trent's going to keep chasing. He's going to bet this whole three-game homestand. If they keep losing, you're going to bet them tonight, you're going to bet them next one, you're going to bet them the next one. Right. Trent, you going to lay the five and a half?
2: No, but I'll take money line.
1: You're not going to win much. I mean, what I, you, you bet a dollar. You're going to win 30 cents. cents.
2: It'll be nice to win one. That's all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm serious. You, I,
2: I think Uwe is going to cover Detroit Mercy's going to win.
1: That's well, my uh, okay, pick. then would you take Oui Pooey in the f- five and a half? I How would. How Pooey in the money line? I mean, I never thought a crazy bet would be betting the opponent of a winless team on the money line.
0: You can actually bet if the game goes to overtime. There's part of me that wants to just make that bet. <laughs>
1: They're 0 and 26. I, I there's a part of me, Mark, that wants to just, you know, pull a Trent and just bet on Detroit Mercy and Mississippi Valley State the rest of the year. Although I gotta tell you, Mississippi Valley State is bad. This this I mean, is Detroit Mercy's actually been competitive in some games. Mississippi Valley State is bad.
2: This is the old cliche of you, sometimes we want the train wreck. You know, some of those Thursday night football games were so bad, they were so there was no sex appeal <laughs> that it almost made people want to tune in more. This feels like that to me. This is going to be a terrible game.
1: I I mean, I'm stuck calling Jacksonville and Kennesaw State tonight, which is actually a key, son, a key A-Sun game in terms of playoff positioning. I really want to be calling the ooey-pooey Detroit Mercy game.
0: David, neither broadcaster wants to broadcast that game.
1: <laughs> yeah, ask them if they'll trade places. They
0: for would him. switch with you in a heartbeat.
1: All right.
0: That I is what has fight. to be. It. I only and I did. I did minor league play by play for, I think thirteen or fourteen years. I only worked for one team that didn't make the playoffs. In that entire time, and that was right. the longest damn season of my life. I cannot imagine for the life of me, <laughs> the voice of Detroit Mercy basketball because you've got to interview the coach, you've got to interview players, you got to ask questions, and you don't right. and, and, and you. You can't ask. At, at some point. Hey, coach, you've lost twenty six in a row. Um, what are we going to change this time? I mean, you, you've run out of cliches to try to put a. a I'm pretty sure on Mike Davis.
1: I'm pretty sure Mike Davis, former Indiana coach who took a, to the title game because it was his kid who came within like five points of passing Maravich last year as the all time leading scorer. I'm pretty sure Mike Davis is still the coach there. Here's yeah. the other thing, Mark, about being the play-by-play guy when you're on a team that's this bad. You know halfway through the season, the guy you're interviewing is losing his job. Correct. I mean, he's been interviewing Mike Davis, and he's known since Christmas that, you know, it's rent, don't buy.
0: I, I just, for the life of me, I can't imagine... Uh, That's who I feel bad for. I feel bad for the kids. That's got to just stink, walking around campus every day. Oh, you play basketball here, boy? Boy, you guys suck.
2: Here's who we're gonna have to. Here's who we're riding tonight if we're riding with the Titans. Jaden Stone. He's a senior guard, and at home he averages twenty-two and a half.
0: Jaden Stone's parents don't care about Jaden Stone (laughs) right now. Okay, I know our audience doesn't.
2: I'm throwing the name out there because he's a senior and he's playing at home, David. And there you go. His
1: final, his final three home games are coming up. I'm just, I'm just saying, do we play the game tonight? And if so, what side are we on? 0-26. And they're five-and-a-half-point favorites against a six-win ooey-pooey team.
0: Well, David, you know my philosophy. I've been pretty consistent with this. I know. Don't put good money on bad teams. And both of these teams are horrific.
1: How about if we put some bad money on it?
0: Is there such a thing as bad money? (laughs) Well. I don't have any counterfeit bills, I can bet. That would be the only bad money that one would have. (laughs) And since, as I've already described, I lost my money clip yesterday, I don't have much money anyhow. I don't have any good or bad money.
1: How about this? If somebody finds your money clip with your 60 bucks and your license and your credit cards on the golf course, if they find it If they find it by tip, tip, yes. we bet on the game.:
0: And we bet Detroit Mercy.:
1: So we're going to lay the five and a half.: Yep. If somebody finds your money clip,: That's it. Wow.
0: The good the bad and the ugly. Today was a day when, and what's on tap? That's next. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: All right, final segment, Diamond District Bonus Hour. Listen, from just the guys we've talked to on the show today, some of the feedback we've gotten, um, a lot of you are are not taking this uh, Valentine's Day uh, seriously. Uh, I'm just saying you might want to reexamine it, and if so, Todd and Jason are your guys. Go visit them today. It's Valentine's Day. That's all we're saying.
0: It's time for someone to take back this segment, if for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Meghan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When. 1859 we start. Oregon admitted as the 33rd state.
1: Did they allow you to... uh... Pump your own gas then, or? Because, you know, they only recently, uh, it's a joke, but uh, Oregon and Jersey for the longest time were the two states in which they wouldn't let you pump your own gas. Still can't pump it in Jersey, right? Uh, Still can't in Jersey, correct.
0: 1876, Alexander Graham Bell applies for a patent for the telephone. 1912, Arizona admitted as the 48th state.
1: What number was Oregon, by the way?
0: 33. Hmm. Dr- the movie Dracula, the original, premiered today in 1931. Today in 1960 was the second Daytona 500, Junior Johnson the winner. He survived a 37-car crash.
1: Well, of course he won. I mean, I think Who was, was left? left? Right.
0: Wilt broke the NBA career scoring record today in 1966. A year later, Aretha would record Respect. 1971, Patty wins his third Daytona, and Nixon put in this secret recording system in the White House.
1: That came back to haunt him. <laughs> that You know, somebody needed to say, you know, one day somebody's going to hear these tapes.
0: 1978, Texas Instruments patents the micro on a chip.
1: I remember getting, using a Texas Instruments calculator, thinking, wow, this this technology is unbelievable. I can do a square root. Somebody can do the math for you. Oh, my goodness.
0: 1985, Whitney Houston's debut album was released. Bobby Allison beats his son Davey today in 88 for Daytona, but it's remembered because Petty rolled his car over eight times and walked away. The Silence of the Lambs premiered today in 91. Wayne's World premiered today in 92.
1: Like some fava beans in a nice Chianti.
0: Jeff Gordon wins Daytona from the pole in 99 today. And Russell Westbrook set a record with his 11th consecutive triple-double today in 2019.
1: Remember when that was a thing? Man, the... NBA media was losing their minds over triple doubles.
2: I remember one of those years he was like 16 rebounds away from averaging a triple double going into the last game you remember this in the last game of the season, and he his teammates basically let him have all the boards that game. It was ridiculous.
0: Frederick Douglass, Jack Benny, Woody Hayes, Boom Boom on Steve McNair, all born today. Teller, the other half of Penn End. He's seventy six. Broadcaster Pat O'Brien is 76, Jim Kelly is 64, and Drew Bledsoe is 52. What did I miss, David?
1: Well, obviously, it was uh, today in uh, 270 that uh, they beheaded St. Valentine. And that, that's how this all started. That uh, he was the one, he was still doing marriages. And, the, you know, they uh, Claudius had said, uh, no more this love, falling in love stuff. Okay, and, uh, you know, Valentine said, what are you talking about, dude? I'm a romantic. So then he had him arrested and then they beheaded him. He left a note to my sweetheart, which became, you know, Valentine, sweetheart, sweet Valentine. And uh, there you go. This is uh, reportedly where it all started. The year 270. I don't know why Hallmark waited so long. Goodness sakes. Had over 1700 years. Um okay. Uh there was actually the famous, infamous Chicago. Yeah, I, I just uh, I,
0: I skipped well, the massacre. I
1: I, I know. That's because you're you know, you're you're caring. It was ninety-five years ago. I am going to say something just because unfortunately time flies. Uh six years ago today, Parkland. Wow. I believe it's been six years. Wow. And uh I, I wanna bring this up. And Mark, you were old enough to remember because it was all the way back in the 80s? 80s. But today was the day Dan Jansen fell in the Olympics. Earlier in the day, this is 1988. We got three channels and PBS and the Olympics were monster. They were bigger than the Super Bowl. The Olympics were. They really were. In 88, they still were. And we're all watching. And Dan Jansen's sister dies of cancer in the morning. And he's the favorite to win gold in, I think, the 500 meters in Calgary. And he falls. And so, obviously, he's out. And he's crying. America's crying with him. Okay. The next Olympics, he falls again. Then in 94, his best event, last chance to win a medal... I think in 88, in 92, he finished fourth in one of the races. The other one, he fell. And then in 94, in his best event, he finishes eighth. And so one of our great speed skaters, the best speed skater male since Eric Heiden, is going to go medal-less in his career. And one of those moments in sports that can't be explained because he wasn't good in the 1,000 meters anymore, Dan Jansen goes out in the 1,000 meters and wins the gold. And there's a picture of him skating around the rink with his daughter, who they named after his dead sister, Jane. But the story really started on this day in 1988. Those of us of a certain age, you watch the Olympics every damn night. Dan Jansen fell tonight, speed skating in 1988, and America's heart was broken with him.
0: 100%. Remember it vividly. You've heard folks elsewhere mock, Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark? All right. You got to bear with me on this good because this sounds like it's an ugly, but it's a (laughs) remarkable story. We go to Brooksville, Florida. Terry Mole works. She owns a ranch. She was working on the ranch and saw her son, gets whammed by a 2,000-pound bull. So as a mom, what does she do? Her son's knocked out. She tries to block the bull. The bull chased her until it gets her. It gores her, knocks her to the ground. She says, I just kind of gave up. I thought, I'm done here. I can't hold out any longer, she said. Her brother-in-law raced over with a tractor, pushes the bull away. She's bruised, broken rib, all banged up. She has to go to the hospital. At the hospital, with all the things that they're working on, they discover that she has lung cancer. She had her tumor removed two weeks ago, and on Monday, she got the news that her cancer had not spread.
2: So had she not been attacked by the bull...
0: Never would have known about the cancer. would have been dead inside of a year.
2: There you
0: go. For the bad, we go to Fort Myers, where a boat was stolen. The owner of Twin Screws Marina Service had a center council boat stolen from the business next door, which she rents out for parking spaces for boats. Police are on the lookout. If you know anything about the whereabouts of the Key West center council boat, give the popo a call. And finally, the ugly. We go to Tallahassee, where a lottery ticket worth $36 million has expired, leaving the Grand prize unclaimed.
1: Aw, man, listen, if gift certificates don't have an expiration date, why should that have an expiration date?
0: The Mega Millions Quick Pick was worth $36 million. It was sold in Jacksonville. And, well, it went unclaimed. Florida law does require 80% of the money unclaimed to go to the Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. 20% goes to the prize pool for future prizes or promotions. And that is the good, the bad, and the ugly on today, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2024. I do, David, have two follow-ups for you, though. It was a while okay. back that a Port Charlotte man we had on the good, bad, and ugly was arrested for stealing a credit card from a co-worker at Chili's and then using it to buy a pumpkin. He was sentenced to 24 months of probation and 50 hours of community service. And from earlier this week, the couple... The Cookie Monster bank ro- the Cookie Monster robbers at the Lowe's have been apprehended, and they are now in custody. So those are your fo- those are your follow ups.
1: Good job with the follow ups.
0: People love. i am told people
1: love a follow up, David. They do. They do that. And more weather. That's what we need in the news. Follow ups and more weather. Um, there are thirteen NBA games tonight. Man, that's a lot. But then again, you know, the All-Star break starts in earnest really tomorrow. There's only like three games tomorrow and and what have you. Um, And then they don't play again for a week. So I say I'm just going to throw this one out there. The Magic are playing back-to-back nights. They're home against the Knicks. The Knicks Knicks found themselves in the second half in Houston. They got uh, screwed by the officials. By the way, we didn't talk about that. A totally blown call at the end of regulation. It was a tie game. They called the foul, which was imaginary. Brunson didn't touch him. Uh, but, you know, a guy shot two free throws, made him. Houston won. The referees came out immediately after the game and said, uh, yeah, we screwed up. He didn't foul him. Now, the Knicks are protesting. They're not going to win because it clearly states there has to be a rule violation. You can't just blow the call. The officials have to get a rule wrong to uphold. But uh, anyway, I say the Knicks who have lost like three in a row here, don't lose four in a row, and the Magic are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I say we take the Knicks. I also say we bet against the Heat, who played great last night in Milwaukee. Now they're in Philly. The Sixers played great two nights ago in Cleveland and won. Philly's home, they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. Do we think the Heat on back-to-back nights win in Milwaukee and Philadelphia?
0: It's four now Cindy for Butler. the record on the, on the app. So, you want to take okay. Philadelphia laying the four.
1: Right. I want to bet against both Florida NBA teams. I want to bet against the Magic and I want to bet against the Heat.
0: Done. You can get all the credit and all the blame.
1: That's what I got. What do you have tonight? College hoops.
0: We've got college hoop going on, and there are two games that fit our criteria, but one I'm scared to death of that I'm not playing. We've got DePaul. Hosting Yukon number one Yukon Lane 24 and a half on the road I don't have the guts to take that game. I do however have the guts to take Arkansas getting eight and a half at home against Tennessee. the other ranked game is South Carolina and Auburn Auburn's 13th in the country South Carolina's 11th in the country Auburn's Lane 11 and a half at home that is a Big monster number.
2: number. it is I really like Arkansas. I think they fit our criteria. they're gonna play hard. They're a well-coached team. They're not very good this year. They can cover eight and a half.
0: Canes are on the road at Clemson. Clemson a seven and a half point favorite. Sorry, David.
1: no it, Arkansas fits our criteria. they they're a bit bad this year. I, I mean they they really are. I'm just saying so do we Tennessee also lost over the weekend at A and m you know I I don't, okay it fits our criteria. So you won't take DePaul and all those points. You're, you don't think UConn just kind of throws a C effort out there, DePaul with a late backdoor cover? No? I, okay. Hey, I, I picked the NBA games. You picked the college games tonight. And once again, Mark had his money clip fall out of his golf bag yesterday while playing. The money clip has his license, has the key to get in the building to do the show. And it's got its credit cards and 60 bucks. Okay. We only care about the license and the uh, the, the key card to get in the building. If you, if you want to return the credit cards, that'd be great. Keep the 60 bucks. Uh, but if somebody returns most of those contents to mark today, we're betting the ooey-pooey Detroit Mercy game. Owen 26 Detroit Mercy is a five-and-a-half point favorite.
0: This is scary because my Spartans play tonight, and I'm probably going to watch Ui Pooey in Detroit on ESPN+. Plus.
2: <laughs> Which game has better implications for uh, you? I, I,
0: I'm, I am all locked into this game. Three games in the NHL tonight, one of them including the Panthers. They are on the road taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins.
1: On TNT, by the way, 7.30, Panthers getting a little TNT love.
0: About time. Good they're team. A very
1: enter- they're a very entertaining team also. So, all right, there we go. Keep me updated whether or not somebody finds your money, clip. Oh,
0: you'll be the first person that I get a hold of, David, not my wife. It'll be you if I get my wallet back.
1: Well, I hope the first person you contact's the Hard Rock app.
0: You know what? That's a dadgum good point. We'll talk to you tomorrow.